girls. I'm Sina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Ooh. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. <clears throat> so. <laughs> yes. Christina? Um, I don't really have much of an opener here, except that we met our goal, which was to stay festive until February. Yes. So we. this is our official Christmas movie for the month of February. You sound thrilled. Here's what I was thinking. Mm, tell me. My Yuletide spirit has depleted at this point. Because keeping it through January, is I you know I do. You know I keep it through January. I just recently took down my Christmas tree. But the idea of keeping it festive till February, something about that 2-1 date as soon as it hits, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm over Christmas. When did this start? I don't know. This this year. This was just my feeling this year. You're a you're a bah humbug for not celebrating Christmas in February. Hey, hey, hey. I stayed festive until February. At the stroke of midnight on two one <laughs> February first. The festive left my body for some reason. There's no specific rule. It's just that it has to happen until February. It could have two one. It could be that's that's February. So it could just be there. What I'm saying is at at the stroke of midnight on January 31st, the festive left my body. Does that make sense? Yeah, we just got to get it to go like another 60 seconds. (laughs) So it could be at the two one day. But I stayed festive until February. But then on February 1st, I just, I lost it. All right. It's up for debate. I'm still in it. But now that we did our holiday episode, maybe I'll consider taking my tree down. Here's another thing that I think threw me for a loop. I baked Valentine's Day cookies this year because we couldn't make Christmas cookies. So I think that that boggled with my mind because I moved out of Christmas and I was thinking about Valentine's Day. Yes, so absolutely. I think that's why the the holiday spirit, the Christmas holiday spirit, left my body. And the val I've never eh, maybe I have had a low key love of Valentine's Day. A low key love of Valentine's Day. Yeah, I actually okay. have a lot of like Valentine's Day decor as well. Now that I'm thinking about it. I have a couple of things. I should probably put them up, but yeah. I can't bring myself to put them up with my Christmas decorations. That means you got to take the Christmas decorations down. Maybe that's what I'll do this weekend. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. I could just put hearts. I, bless you, somebody, <laughs> somebody sneezed. I don't know if it was Dave or the dog, but somebody sneezed. Um... I went to this really cute coffee shop in um, Mon- no, South Orange. Okay. We didn't go. <clears throat> no. But it's called Elitist Coffee, and yes. it's right by the spa. Um, it was right on top of the spa. It's right on top of the spa, correct. 
Um, I recently wrote like a piece about like spending a day in South Orange. And so that was the coffee place that I recommended. And I feel like I have a lot of credibility when it comes to coffee. So I can tell you and everybody listening, friends, that the coffee is very, very good. Mm. And they have unsweetened almond milk. So I was in Whole30. That just worked out. But when I went in, they had Christmas trees up and then they had giant like heart wreaths on the Christmas trees. And I was like, this, this is a motive I can get behind. Yes. I feel like eventually you're going to be one of those people who just keeps their Christmas tree up year round and then like just redecorates the Christmas tree. That's what, oh, I told you, I don't remember if I told you this, but, um, my, my, these are the things that my grandmother used to say to my mother. First, her thing was, my mom was like, I can't bring myself to take the tree down. And my grandmother was like, put a sheet on it. (laughs) Make it a ghost. Put a sheet on it. She's like, yeah, it won't collect dust and then it's good to go. And then, yeah, I guess for Halloween. And then the next suggestion was, Deb, why don't you just put different ornaments on it for all the seasons? Like put Easter eggs on. I, I feel like I knew a person that used to do that. I can't remember who, but I feel like I did. You can do it. Why not? You're an adult. Yes. Well, so here's the thing, and you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Okay, go ahead. I feel like I could get away with that if... Uh, I had a white Christmas tree. Ah, gotcha. And for those of you who are just tuning in, I believe it was last Christmas. I don't think it was this Christmas. We had the great debate on whether we different color Christmas trees and Danielle is very much against. Are you still against them? Um, Yeah, I'm still very much anti color. It needs to be green in my opinion, but I feel like you could still do it with a green Christmas tree. Why not? It makes me think of Christmas. (laughs) That's the problem. But a white but it, Christmas tree doesn't make you think of Christmas? I feel like it could be anything. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you right now, if I, whenever I retire, if I'm old and alone and I move down to Florida, I'm getting a hot pink Christmas tree. You don't need to be retired old and alone in order to have a hot pink Christmas tree. Why don't you just have a hot pink Christmas tree now? Because I don't know if everyone would agree with that purchase. Dave can deal, all right? Dave can deal with a hot pink Christmas tree. I could just wait until I have. You can also follow the cardinal rule, which is better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. I just come home with this giant hot pink you just, What the hell is this? No, don't mention it. You just put it up. Don't let Dave. Dave just comes and looks at it. I just, I then, just gaslight it into thinking it's green. And also, just wait. See how long it takes him to respond to it. That's he, more fun. Danielle, immediately. <laughs> I'd have, I, I don't even think I'd get past the front door. Listen, if you need help setting up a hot pink Christmas tree, even though I don't prefer them, I prefer green tree, in the act of bamboozling Dave, I will be there to help you. And you must come over at like 5 a.m. because he is not a morning person. The dead of night, I'll be there. No, 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 dead of night, he's awake. Oh, oh. He gets his best thoughts at 3 a.m. Okay, early in the morning. Five or six, he's not snoozing. Okay, we have completely opposite husbands. Yes, very much so. So we'll rope Nick into it, but he needs to actually know. No, Nick, perfect. Nick wouldn't Nick do it. Nick wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. 
Wouldn't do it? No, he wouldn't do it. He would tell Dave. He would tell Dave. He would tattle. Yeah, tell him. He would tattle. Yeah. We have to we have to keep things from our husbands so they don't tell each other. Exactly. <laughs> but I I don't know. I feel like I could. I feel like if I whenever I get a house, if it's big enough, I might have multiple Christmas trees and one of them might be a color other than green. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a thing. Yeah. But you, again, you do not need to wait for so many stipulations in order to get it. If you feel that adamantly that you need a fake a fake pink Christmas tree, you get yourself a fake pink Christmas tree. You're an adult and you deserve it. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe if I have, whenever I get a house, if I have my own office, I'm decorating the shit out of that however I want. Yeah. And I'll have a pink Christmas tree. Yeah. And I might leave it up until like fucking July. Yeah. 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 Christmas in July. Things going to be dusty as hell. Hell yeah. Um, so this all being said, we are doing Christmas movie today. Christina, what Christmas movie we're talking about? Well, we are talking about um, how to ruin the holidays. I keep calling it ruining the holidays, mm-hmm. um, which tomato, tomato, really. That's, that's not my worst. And then how did you watch this? Prime. Prime. What I found interesting about this movie is when you like go to like How to Ruin the Holiday streaming, it says that you have to rent it for $3.99 on Prime, but they're giving you a special discount where you can watch it for free. What? I didn't get that. Well, because I already rented it on your account, so you probably just watched it after I was done with it. No, I had to pay for it. You had to pay for it? Yeah. On your account. Oh, no. I think Dave's account is hooked up to our TV. Mm. I think that's what happened. Yep. Yep. You could have watched it for free on your own account because I rented it. Damn it. Also, it said $3.99 online and it was $4.99 when I went into Amazon. I really hope that you didn't get charged twice. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw $3.99 crossed out $0. Well, that makes sense because I saw, I got an email saying that I purchased something for $4.99 and I was like, what the fuck is this? But then I, I, it's from, it's your purchase. Okay. But then did it say $0? Yeah. Oh. Canceled out, I think. No, wait. Do I owe you $4? I mean... At this point, after this movie, I think I owe you four dollars. So <laughs> I almost spit my water out when you said that. Sorry, we almost so, had a choking situation. Sorry. So we'll just we'll just call it even. I apologize because I didn't. You know, I'm frugal. Everybody who was a long time listener knows that I'm frugal as fuck. Um, I didn't know it was going to cost money. I heard it was a prime original, and I just thought. Hey. That, yeah. So, sorry about that. They uh, they really needed the money on this one. They really needed to recoup their losses. So, all right. There's there's highs and there's lows, and we have a whole segment for it. But let's just... Anything else we need to talk about being festive? No, that's all we got. All right. I'm just saying, I know I say this every year, but I still want to make sweatshirts that say festive till February. And I might just ask people if they would buy them. Why don't you just make it for yourself? I want everybody to be festive till February. Who else wants to be festive till February? That's what I want to know. Okay. I want to have a club. <laughs> That's the thing. This is how you combat, what is it called, sad? 
Oh, seasonal anxiety, depression? No, se- yeah. seasonal effectiveness disorder. Disorder. Is that it? I think that's it. Seasonal anxiety, depression. Way to go, Danielle. It's, listen, it's words, you know? <laughs> for all words. I've never um, been one for acronyms. I'm horrendous at them. And I hate- said this. I hate when people talk acronyms to me. I hate it. Oh, when we were talking about Oppenheimer. Too many Oppenheimer, acronyms. That's Too right. many acronyms. Yes. All right. I still don't know what the AEC is, but we're, doesn't matter. It's behind us. It, two episodes ago. You put your behind and your past. Exactly. Now we're talking about this movie. So How to Room the Holidays, you can get it on Amazon Prime. I think you can also watch it on Vudu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also $3.99. I don't believe we have any awards. Okay. Nope. That's, so, that's the big N-O. Big N-O. Big goose egg. Okay. The story of a somewhat broken family coming together due to a sudden fall of the father of the household. Together, three siblings must figure out how to navigate what to do with the house, their father, and who will take care of their brother who has special needs, all while trying to celebrate Christmas. So our main character is Michelle, played by Amber Nash. She's a struggling actress who finds herself home for Christmas after many, many years. Her doomsday planning father is uh, Dad. Don't have a name, just call him Dad. And it's played by Colin Mockery. Uh, if you know, if you're like, hey, that guy looks familiar, that means you've watched Whose Line Is It Anyway back in the day. Because he was standing comedian on that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, her sister is Andrea, played by Kate Lambert. And her brother is Mark, played by Luke Davis. And then her grumpy neighbor is Larry, played by Henry Zembrowski. 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 And this is a guy on a podcast. If... <gasps> Danielle, it's the last podcast on the left. Okay, he's on that podcast. Yeah, yes. I've ne- yes. I've never listened to that podcast. Oh, I thought you knew Last Pod. No, no. Okay. I I listen to incredibly girly podcasts, usually talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> that is that is my go to strain of podcast. I listen to so much true crime this is interesting because we never this is like a little tangent i'd like to visit we never like talk about what we listen to yeah no i love like a very girly very pop culture forward podcast i listen to chicks in the office so i I can can get on that i like two dope queens so i can get on that two dope queens is good they don't put out any new episodes i was a big fan when they were first popping off though yeah um funny i really like be there in five kate kennedy uh okay love her i actually am about to start a book now that i finished uh, a court of silver flames that's where i'm oh. at uh what other podcast do i listen to i listen to a podcast called taylor watch obviously because i need to know everything that's going on with taylor swift and i need to know everyone's opinions um and then i'll just kind of like jump around from here and there there's anything else that tickles my fancy. I listened to last podcast on the left. Mm-hmm. My favorite murder. Crime junkie. <laughs> um, I was dabbling with murder with my husband for a little bit. Oh, I've listened. You know what? I've actually listened to murder with my husband. It's not bad. I it's like bad. them a lot. Yeah. Um, And then like. I have, like, my my personal trainer has a podcast, so I tune into hers. Um, There were a couple of others 
that I like. A lot of it's true crime. A lot of it is just, oh, I, what am I talking about? Absolutely not. I listen to absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Gotta listen to absolutely not. Here's my issue with true crime podcasts. And I feel the same way about audiobooks. Is that- I'm going to throw two more in there before you do go that. Ahead, I also listen to The, da- the Daily um, and The Joe Rogan Experience from time to time. But okay. so, they're just so long sometimes. Yeah. It takes me like a week to get through it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, here's my thing about true crime podcast is mm-hmm. that I feel like I want to actually pay attention to what I'm listening to. And usually I have a podcast on as just like background noise. Like I don't need my full attention to find out like what happened on or like to hear, you know, someone's recap of the most recent episode of VPR. Like I don't need to give that my full attention. But like a true crime podcast, if I miss a detail, I miss a detail and then I don't know what's going on. So Mm -hmm. that's why I don't find it like the most easy listening. Do you know what I'm I saying? can see that. I think it also depends on like where you listen to podcasts. Because I love listening to podcasts when I'm driving. Mm, okay. I feel like that's when I can pay the most attention and really like absorb information. And whenever I don't have that on, I need to be doing like the utmost mindless activity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm I just can't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any like periods. I know a lot of people like to listen to us in the car and we say, thank you so much. And uh, if I didn't want to drown out your car, I would yell right now really obnoxiously. So everyone (laughs) driving around you (laughs) would turn and look. But I want to do that to you. Um, Not to you, friends. I I usually listen like in my earbuds and it's either like I'm on a walk or I'm like doing something that doesn't like that I can just have like background noise on. Uh, yeah okay yeah so that's why i just i don't know i can't can't do true crime but pop culture hey hey you got me you got me good um yeah so that was fun i we never i don't think we've ever told the people who listen to this podcast what we listen to we'll give you our recs these are our podcast recs on the podcast that you're listening to right now Agreed. So if you're going to start listening to last podcast on the left, please do yourself a favor and start with the Casey Anthony episodes. Oh, they're so good. Oh my gosh. I, uh, didn't I tell you this? Like I was trying to go to bed and there's a very specific like end of night bedtime show. And for some reason I decided to put on like the Casey Anthony documentary and I had completely forgotten. Like, I guess we were just like young when it happened that like it didn't really like hit my brain. Oh, we were in college. Oh, we were in college when that all I happened? I think so. Okay. Well, I said I remember I remember being in class and Jenna was like, Jenna, if you're listening, hello. So into it. And she'd be coming to class. She'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I got to see what next, what new shit's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Maybe Something I just happen? wasn't paying attention. I was too concerned with who was buying, buying me Svedka that night to pay attention to Casey Anthony. Oh, Svedka, that's that's heartburn <laughs> in the bottle. That's a deep cut. Um, but I was trying to go to bed not too long ago, I want to say like at least five, six months ago. And uh, I put that on and then I got like too into it. I was like, I can't, wa- I'm going to be up all night watching this freaking documentary. That's interesting. That's, yeah. 
Okay, I don't listen to these things before I go to bed. I've also noticed that I switch my podcast when it's dark out because I true crime at night is too true. Mm. Mm. As someone who used to freak out as a small child after watching, um, it's America's Most Wanted. Did you ever watch, watch that show? Yeah, it was America's Most Wanted. <laughs> my mom would always make me watch. My mom would always turn it on. I'd be watching it. Nothing makes me run up the stairs and like to a dark hallway quicker and into my room and turn on all the lights so quick, so quick than that friggin' show. Those are the things that my dad used to watch as he was falling asleep. How? I don't know. My How? mom sometimes would watch with him and she'd be like freaking out. Yeah. He would be like out like a light. I remember watching an episode of that. It's it's literally like seared into my brain where this woman like wound up getting like lit on fire on the side of the road. What? Yes. Excuse? Yes. Exactly. Like w- what? How do you fall asleep to that? gasoline in her pockets? How did this happen? No, like someone attacked her and like they lit her on fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm never going to leave my house again, I think. But you listen to all the true crime. Yeah, it's true. But like, I don't know. Sometimes when I hear about it from other people, it sounds more real. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have a logic for it, okay? Some stories hit me, some stories like hit me harder than others. Okay. Anyways, uh getting back to this. Wow, we really took a lot of turns to get it here. We did. It, it is what it is. Do you have any more characters? That's all I got. Okay. Um, okay, so in what? I said good luck. Thanks. Um <laughs> their dad collapses in a sex-related injury was, in my opinion, the best place to start this. <laughs> it's a very good place to start. I just spit all over my computer. Love that. I am slowly becoming the professor or the teacher from That So Raven who spits when they talk. I find myself doing it far too often. You're drinking water. I, it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Okay. Their dad collapses in a sex-related injury. He is rushed to the hospital and Mark gives him blood, but he unfortunately passes. Michelle and Andrea argue about what to do and who will take care of Mark. In a moment of weakness, Michelle calls their mom for help. She arrives, and she and Andrea realize that they don't need her. They will take care of Mark themselves. That's all I got. Um, I started at the fast-forward part. Do you think that's a good place, or yeah. should I? No, that's okay. perfect, because they decide they'll take care of Mark themselves. Yeah, so basically, Andrea quits her job, and they all decide that they're going to, like, have this go at life together. And we fast-forward six months, and they say goodbye to their neighbor, who is uh, confused as to why everybody's over there. And so they're leaving forever because they're selling the house. Then we fast forward six months and Michelle is either on tour or has a residency. I'm unsure. Well, it Uh, says that she's in Atlanta. So you get the vibe that she moved to Atlanta with them. Okay. So then I'm assuming that she has like a residency at, at some sort of comedy club down there. Yeah. Um, Mark is her tour manager and also in charge of selling her swag. Andrea runs backstage with a clipboard telling Michelle all is well with the show. Mark excuses himself as there was a group of people at the show from the Special Olympics and he wanted to quote unquote, meet some ladies. 
all all of this to show us the audience that the three siblings are killing it at life together as a family unit. So what okay. was the rating on IMDb? It went up. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that it was low. And now it's a 7 out of 10. You know there what? is absolutely nothing on Metacritic. Yeah, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So the critics gave this a 40% and the audience gave it an 89%. It's probably one of the biggest, like... Disparities. Yeah, that we've seen, I think. Yeah, um, so I noticed that, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has four critic reviews, and it has, like, ten viewer reviews. It's not a lot. And there's, like I said, there's nothing on Metacritic. There's not a single review written on IMDb. It's so seen... I had to go into your territory. Yeah. And find a review on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? So you went to Rotten but Tomatoes. I hope we don't have the same review. No, because I went to the, I went to the critics, because... The viewers, it seems like that big disparity between the uh, critics and the audience, it seems like people, and I tried to go on Reddit to also find reviews, but it seems like people who are fans of Last Podcast on the left are the ones who are reviewing this because they're a fan of him. Oh, interesting. Because I have an audience review, but it doesn't mention Henry. Okay. I saw a lot of it on Reddit. But anyway. Yeah, that's where they would be. You want me to go first? Yes. This is from Kevin G. I can't think I of... I can't do that without thinking of Mean Girls. I picked it for that reason. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I like the review. I don't know what it is exactly, but something about this movie really speaks to me. Maybe it's the incredible cast. Maybe it was the unpredictable blend of comedy and drama. I don't know. I'm a simple man. All I know is that when something kicks me in the nuts and then whispers in my ear, I listen to what it says. Oh my God. Also, I thought it was pretty funny. So that's cool too. Okay, Kevin G. I want to meet Kevin G. I want to give him a high five. Okay. <laughs> so this is from the website <clears throat> battleroyalewithcheese.com. What in the world? Okay. This Go was not the holiday, ho the happy holiday welcome that I had in mind. With this movie out, we not only know how to ruin the holidays, but also ruin the structure of a good movie. With writer and producer. <laughs> oh my god. Right for the jugular. <laughs> With writer and producer Kevin Gillies tries to weave uh, a Christmas tale of joy and togetherness, but the film cannot be saved. The film tries to, tries to juggle family drama and comedic time and timing, but doesn't seem to have any handle on either subject as it isn't dramatic enough to be considered soulful and not funny enough to maintain any consistent laugh. The tone of the film is almost as uneven as the gravel on the dirty street. Hold on. The tone of this film is almost as uneven as the gravel on a dirty street. Wow, that's low. In some scenes, I don't know whether or not to laugh or be sad as the writing doesn't seem strong enough to emote either emotion. Moreover, the cast seems almost mismatched 
as if the filmmakers threw a group of names in a jar and randomly picked out a cast of those specific actors without giving it much thought. There is no denying that the actors certainly gave it their best shot, but it just didn't seem to translate into something solid. At times, the film seems like a melodrama, and at other times, the movie feels like a YouTube sketch video that was made for a very small and niche audience, with just, which just adds to its jumbled execution. For a movie that's all about the holidays and family, it seems to miss the marks on all fronts. I'm not sure Freeform will be having something like this on their platform. Which, like, okay, that last point... I can't say that the goal of all holiday movies is to be on a freeform platform. Like, right. there are holiday movies that are not are never going to be on. Like, The Holdovers is never going to be on freeform. No. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, there are definitely some points of that review that i do agree with oh is that where you want to start let's go with highs let's let's go positives first all right so one of the things that i would like to say about the highs um i so mark and larry were my favorites yeah i thought that uh luke davies is the guy that plays mark and i think he did a fantastic job he really did (laughs) I thought the the amount of like um, comedic relief that they gave him, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that Henry says makes me giggle. So I'm a little biased, but I don't know. It just seems like a very natural, it just seemed natural, I guess. The the ladies, I wasn't a big, well, okay. So just highs, 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 highs. Yeah. Okay. So the humor, I, I liked the humor elements. Um, I thought the moment between dad and Michelle about Mark. I thought that was a very beautiful moment. I liked where that story went, how he took the time to tell the story. That was like, you know, it's this funny, it's like this dark kind of thing. And then they have like this really nice, like, dare I say beautiful moment? I mean, I really, it was was touching. I was there for that, that storyline. I really was. I liked how they tied it in with like the porn DVDs and then like it got really sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. I can Those agree. Those are my big highs. Um, I think in terms of comedy, like the moment of like the few moments of uh, them all being together, I did like them talking about their weakest goals. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. I agree that Luke Davies did a fantastic job playing Mark um and yeah i think uh i think it's time to segue into some lows <laughs> can i just say i'm just gonna say it because i i really i thought it was there was another thing that i thought was really funny oh god i'm just gonna say it <laughs> what when mark uses the word retarded yeah. And Michelle gets pissed and he's like, but you say bitch. And she's like, I'm reclaiming it. And then at the end, there's a call back to it. And he goes, I'm reclaiming it. And she's like, okay, can't say anything here. Uh, I, yeah, I thought that was a good callback call at back. the end. Yeah. yeah. I liked that callback. I do agree. That was, that was good. That made me giggle a little bit. Okay. All right. We can move on. All right. Um, 
<clears throat> Although there like were moments of just like sent, like there were touching moments in this film. At the end of the movie, I still did not really like any of these characters. Like I couldn't connect with them. I couldn't really find the redeeming qualities, especially of like the two lead actresses. I just, I just like them. Like I just, and it's not like I, I love to hate a character. It's just like, I don't, I don't like the character. Like, yeah, it's I not like exactly. they're an anti-hero. It's just like, I just don't, I, I didn't feel the connection. And I just, I lost, I, I'm happy that they're happy at the end of the movie, but also like, I don't know. I didn't like them throughout the movie. So I couldn't really be like too happy for them at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah, you didn't make it. I mean, it's almost like worse than disliking a character. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there's this, this giant lackluster that you're, it sounds like mm -hmm. that is there because um, it's like you just don't care. Yeah. Because I feel that too. Because we love, we love to hate and we hate to love here. We do. And we love to love and we hate to hate. We, we do all those things, but the fact that there's an emotion tied behind another emotion that you're experiencing, the fact that somebody's writing can do that to a human mind, I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But when it doesn't happen, I feel like it so obviously falls flat. Taylor Swift said it best. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference, which is almost worse than either of the two out of the three. That is the worst. I think so in a case like this, because you have, you have nothing to like, there's no passion there. Mm -hmm. I think it can work. I think indifference is good. Like if you're trying to forgive somebody like in a separate situation, but when you're trying to feel something for a character, you shouldn't feel indifference. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know of a situation. Let me rephrase that. I don't know of a situation where it's effective to feel indifferent about a character unless it's like, a character in the background. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of these characters were in the background. No. So that's a that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, although I will say I felt a little bit of that connection with Mark and with Larry. Like I was like, oh, is Larry going to get upset that they're leaving now? Like, is he going to like admit that like he likes them after all? And then when, you know, when the, the girl, the sisters are fighting and then Mark overhears it, like that broke my heart. Yeah, that was tough. So I think the two characters that I really enjoyed the most, I did feel a little bit of that connection with them. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, I, okay. This is probably my biggest low. There's a lack of plot here. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily it's a lack of plot but it's like a a poorly explained plot like the idea of like this girl moving from or like coming back home for the holidays and to like help her family that's something but like it could have been easily just proven in so many different ways that like the plot doesn't make any sense like it's not like a properly thought out chewed out plot do you know what i'm saying yeah and also the pacing, I think. Oh, yeah. At least the first half of the movie. I was like, something about this is, like, throwing me here. Mm-hmm. And then they dumped everything on you in the last 20 minutes. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, what? How so fast? Yeah. How so fast, right? Because the dad dies. 
And I'm like, what? Like, that's not supposed to happen. It's a holiday movie. I understand it's called How to Ruin the Holidays, but like ruining the holidays with your dad dying? Yeah, um, I think I paused it at one point. I'm like, oh, how much is left to this movie? I'm like, 20 minutes and this is happening right now? How the hell are they going to tie this all up? A lot, a lot happened in not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if that's good or bad or indifferent, but I just felt like I needed more. Okay, all right, I'm just going to say it. I don't understand how all of a sudden the dad has liver failure and they're like, those damn beers. And I understand. I understand that this is a holiday movie. And many people are just going to tell me to like shove off and look at it at surface level. But like, let's you and I revisit something like an oldie but goodie. Um, the two minute coffee cup conversation. I'm sorry. What where you- I just need more info. So I'll remind you and I'll remind everybody else who's listening. In the past, when I wanted to know more about a movie, when you wanted to know more about a movie, we would say, if I could just have two minutes where they just sit down for a cup of coffee and like fill me in with what's missing. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we needed that. I needed like, again, I know like, Christina, don't look into it. It's surface level. And I'm just like, but, but there wasn't enough like alcohol drinking (laughs) For me to assume, like, yeah, like, it finally caught up to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it all did not make any sense. Like, the beginning of the movie is like, oh, dad fell, so you need to come. Oh, just kidding, I'm being manipulative. Dad's fine. Dad's running around, you know, throwing camo over the, the shed and doing this and doing that and, like, sleeping with a prostitute and blah, 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 blah. He's fine. And then all of a sudden he gets liver failure. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And so the thing is, right, if he is running around, literally running around, prepping for doomsday and sleeping with strippers, how is he not able to throw out some garbage? Prostitutes, not strippers. Sex workers. Sex workers. Apologies. That was funny. She's a, no, she's a sex worker. That was the one line from the sisters that I liked. Um, But so that's my thing. It's like he, he can... He can sleep with sex workers. He can, like, he's taking care of Mark. He's prepping for doom. He can't throw out some garbage. What do you mean? Like, the house being the way that yeah, it is? the house is a mess when they got there. Hey, maybe. I don't it, understand. Well, it just seemed like he didn't prioritize that. He didn't prioritize, yeah. And, but it's like, at, at first I was like, oh, maybe he's losing it. Like, maybe he doesn't think that this garbage is from him and it's not his responsibility. But he's not. He's totally with it. Yeah. So I'm I'm very confused as to how all of that came to be. And I think I think it's I think it's the writing. Yeah. I think it's the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it just a lot of things just went unexplained and uh not a fan. Sorry. It's no, it's okay. Uh do we have any more lows? Do we have any more highs? I don't think so. I mean, I kind of wish we could hear more from the neighbor. You can listen to his podcast. You what? You can listen to his podcast. I understand, but I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear more from Larry, not Henry. I wanted to hear more from Larry. I don't know. Are you ready to segue into snack break? Yeah. So I had dinner while I watched this. Nice. What you have for dinner? I watched most of it last night and then I watched some of it this morning, but 
I had shrimp marinade with cauliflower rice. And then I made like a salad on the side. And I was like, all right, how can I spice this up? Because I ran out of lettuce and I was like, kale, Mm. salad, what can we do here with this? So I threw in avocado and brujute. Nice. And I have a balsamic vinaigrette that's like sweeter, but it's sweetened with like dates. Mm. Nice. Mm. That sounds tasty. So that was good. It was. Um, I had a seltzer, uh, specifically a LaCroix. I call it LaCroix, not LaCroix. Flavor. Lemoncello, baby. The best flavor of LaCroix, in my humble well, opinion. I'm a big coconut fan myself, but I do like the lemoncello. Oh, the lemoncello is so good. And then uh, I had some uh, Christmas cookies, or Valentine's Day cookies, excuse me, while watching this. How dare you? Um, so what was your expectation versus reality? I was expecting more from Colin Mockery. I saw him in this, and I was like, Colin Mockery, love him. Whose line is that anyway? And uh, I thought his character was really creepy and lacked boundaries between him and his kids. You mean like with the sun and the porn? Yeah, and also just like sleeping with a prostitute, sex worker, excuse me, in the middle of the house. Yeah, I don't understand that part. Yeah. But whatever, I guess, right? Yeah. It almost like, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Mm. I felt like it was like a weird knockoff Shameless. Like he, like... In some weird way, like, it kind of gave me, like, a shameless vibe to it, but just not as good. Do you know what I'm saying? hmm Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can I can see that, but but not everybody in the family was, like... Not, a, like it, not to the same degree as shameless, but, like, I don't know. It felt like there was just a level of that. And also, like, I didn't understand the dynamic between the mom and the dad. Like, that kind of and why did they have to bring the mom in last minute well they brought the mother in because she called but Mm -hmm. that's another part of the problem because all we get from that call is she said we need your help we don't get the fact that like she actually picked up the phone and then all of a sudden she's like michelle told me everything and it's like we didn't know that yeah, a lot of, like, the phone calls just are really pointless in this. Like, when the sister calls, when she's, like, a block away, and, like, their sister's calling on the other line, and she's on with her agent, and she, like, lets her agent go. Continue the call with your angel agent, yeah. and you're a block away. You don't have to take the call. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, like, the whole reasoning behind that was that, like, she thought her dad was, like, in trouble at that point. But again, she's a block away from the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Um, And then the whole thing with, like, SNL felt, like, super flat. I'm not really sure what happened there. Yeah. I don't... When I... So when I first... I first heard about this from listening to last podcast on the left because Henry said that he was in it. Um, And then I watched the trailer... And so my fear with the trailer was that, is this going to be one of those movies where they put all the funny parts in the trailer? Um, and there were there were a few that were out of that. So it was nice to see that they were, like, spread out pretty evenly. And, yeah, I remember Henry Zabrowski from, you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah. 
He's in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, is he? Yeah. Who does he play? Good question. I forget the character's name. He is... Where is he? Where are you, Henry? I feel like... Shush. He was Alden, the sea otter. I I don't know. It's been some time since I've watched Wolf of Wall Street, honestly. Is that... Is that right? I think that's right. Anyway, he's in it. Take my word. Okay. I'll have to give it a watch. I haven't watched it in some time. And then... Yeah, so I had seen him in that. I've listened to him on the podcast, but I, I... I really liked him in Wolf of Wall Street. And so I figured, like, let me see another thing that he's acted in. So that's how I found out about it. Do you have an IRL moment? Um, the sister Andrea talks about her weakest goal, and it was unpacking the bag from last month when she went to Cincinnati. And let me tell you, I've definitely kept a bag packed for over a month. Not so much anymore, oh. but, like, in my old apartment, those bags were packed for... Sometime. It's like you leave the bag packed and then you just like pull the things out that you need as opposed to just doing a full unpack. Well, that's what I was going to say, especially if you don't need anything. It's like, fuck it. Yeah, you take out the things that are important, then you just leave the rest. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Mine mine was the Christmas lights. Oh, with the one? They don't work. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Or worse, when we had, and I think this happened to you too, but we used to have a pre-lit tree. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more upsetting when you plug in a pre-lit tree and the lights on the pre-lit tree don't work. Oh, yeah. And they're attached, so you can't do anything. Yep. That's when you bring in the external lights and you start stringing them up on the pre-lit tree. Yep. And then when those lights don't work, it's like, where's the bulb? Got to find the bulb. But mm-hmm. I, I liked that bit about like, that's not true. The lights don't work like that anymore. Definitely have had that conversation with my mother many a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I've learned my lesson. I plug the lights in now before I put the before I put them on the tree. You gotta. Oh, that's it. We did it. That's everything. That's that's all. Christmas is officially over. Well, it's debatable, but it's debatable. it is for this podcast. Okay. So, um, connect with us. Let us know what are we doing next week. What do we got? What do we got? We're we talking we got about some fun stuff. What? What are we talking about? Uh, he got oh, salt burn. Salt burn. I can't believe you said salt burn. And I not, did? You said salt burn and not salt burn. I wanted a nice salt burn out of you. Salt burn. No, I want salt. Salt. <laughs> it's a movie, right? Yes, it's a movie. All right. It's on Amazon Prime. Should be streaming okay. free. Okay. Is that, a, is that a dig? Is that a dig at me? No. No. So we have Salt Burn and Killers of the Flower Moon coming up for the rest of this month. If you'd like to write in a review for those things, if you want to make some suggestions for March, you can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey, It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classicstina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Email us with reviews, with suggestions to say hi at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. The YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer. And as always, thank you for listening. And if you have a moment, rate and review the podcast. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.